What's up, Hyphen Mississippi? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I am your host, Matt Wilbanks, and I want to welcome you in to the show with me today. I feel like I'm back from the dead. I went to General Conference, and I came back struggling. I can't lie to you. And I finally feel like I have been resurrected, and my my brain is back where it needs to be. I still have a couple of complications, um, but I am back at it. And so I'm excited to be with you today. I want to talk to you about uh, something that I feel like the Lord has been dealing with me the last couple of days. So again, I welcome you to the show. Sorry that I've been a little absent, but I'm looking forward to diving back in with you. So let's dive into the content. Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? First, I'd like to say I hope you've had an awesome week, and I want to extend a huge thank you to you all for joining in with me on the podcast today. I believe that the hyphen generation is ready to unlock and experience the greatest revival that this world has ever known. On this podcast, we will focus on preparing, equipping, and empowering hyphen across our nation and world to engage with purpose their great commission. Your time is here and now. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, and this is the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. Again, welcome back. Thanks again for joining with me on the show today. I'm excited again to be back. My my location is a little bit different. I got to be honest with you. I, I have barely recovered again from the sickness that I came back from Florida with. And so I, I've barely gotten unpacked and school has been going. I'm a teacher and so I've been trying to get that thing going and I honestly haven't even gotten my podcasting system back to my office at the church. So I am literally in my closet right now doing a podcast because I have a two-year-old son who will give me no way to do this any other place in my house. So, But at least I have a nice soundproof room to go to and get to talk to you about what I'm going to talk with you about today. Um, I, I want to. I was on my way back from General Conference. We came back a day early. Had a pastoring friend uh, call us and ask us if we could come through and preach for them on our way home, and so we did. And I get there, and so I, I'm there on Saturday night. We get in probably like ten thirty or so, and um, my wife goes in and just she just crashes because we're we're tired. We've been driving for like nine ten hours, and so she crashes, and I'm up and I'm trying to get my mind right. I'm 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 trying to say, God, all right, do you want me to follow and continue of what what you've been dealing with me about, or do you want to change what you need to say? Uh, to me about tomorrow, and so I'm kind of thinking about that, and finally I kind of just get ready for bed and go ahead and go to sleep. And I go to bed, I wake up the next morning and I go to prayer and I'm praying and I I sit down in this chair as I'm praying, excuse me. And as I'm praying, I sit down and the Lord begins to talk to me. And, And a funny thing is we live in a world of modern technology and we're not used to writing things down and things of that nature. We talked about control the scroll on here one time because we can, we, we scroll a lot. And so, um, what had happened is I left my iPad at home. I didn't bring it, so I'm used to typing a, a message and sending it to to my iPad and preaching from my iPad and just kind of rolling through. And But I didn't have my iPad with me, but when I sat down in that chair, 
and I started to think about what the Lord was wanting me to say and what he started. He, he started talking to me in the way that he does. I remember this little yellow notepad that I had in my backpack. And it was almost like the Lord said, hey, why don't you go over to your backpack, get that yellow notepad out. And I want you to get a pen and paper and I want you to write a couple of things down because there are some things that I want to say to the church uh, today, and I want to share what I told them with you because I feel like it's universal. I feel like that we all need to hear what the Lord had to say to that church, to me in that moment, and to you even at this moment. Um, but when I begin to write, he started talking to me about the 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 culture and the world that we're living. We are not used to stability. We live in a in a world where the divorce rate is high. We live in a world where the where excuse me where the family units break down, and so we're used to people leaving, and we're used to people going another direction. And when I sat down and began to pray, and I began to talk to God, the Lord reminded me almost, and 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 admonished me to remind the people. He said, "Tell them that I am a God that stays." In a world full of chaos and a world full of questions that don't have answers and things that don't make sense, let them know and remind them that I will never leave them nor forsake them. I will be with them until the end. I started to uh, look up Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5, and I'll read a few scriptures for you today. The Bible says, Let your conversations be without covetousness and be content uh, with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And so that we may boldly uh, say that the Lord is my helper. I know confidently that he is not going to leave me and he is not going to forsake me because he is a God that stays. And so if he's going to stick with me through the thick and through the thin, when I'm up and when I'm down, wherever it is, if, if he is going to stick with me, then he's going to help me while I'm there. Whether I deserve his help or not, it's not it's not relevant because he went to a cross and died for me in a place that I did not deserve. So we can't, you and me both, or you and I both, we can't look at a situation and say, well, he can, he's going to help me here because I deserve it. The truth is we don't deserve it ever. But his grace and his mercy and his love has covered us and abundantly pardoned us and blessed us to, to allow us to, to, to take on sonship. And as sonship, we have an inheritance and an advocate with the Father. And so with that advocate, we are able to have things like a God that stays. Whenever he began to talk to me about that, I started to think about so many times. I'm an educator. I teach 12th grade. My wife taught kindergarten for a long time. She teaches second grade. I'm in the system. I see a lot of things. And I hear stories all the time about people who are trying to survive because somebody left. Some parent left, some guardian left, somebody's in jail, somebody was selfish, something happened, and, and, and it goes all the way in, and I'm bringing that up, um, grade school up to this point, and, and it's because it travels into the mindset of the world that we live in, to the hyphen generation that we live in. We are so accompanied by the thought of people leaving and things changing that we're we almost if we're not careful will let god fall into that place and have a complex and feel like we're alone when we are not alone 
when our feelings can play tricks on us and say that God has left us or that God has forgotten about us or God has left us in a rut. And the truth of the matter is, is God has not left you. He has not left me because he is not created to be that way. His being is not made up that way. He has made himself available to you and I to stay. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. I'm going to read uh, Jeremiah 29, verse number 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And then ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, and ye shall search for me when, rather, ye search for me with your whole heart. What he's saying is, is when you search for me with your whole heart, you're going to find me. It won't matter if you deserve it or not. You will find me if you make up in your mind that you're going to seek for me and you're going to, excuse me, and you're going to look for me and you're going to value my presence and you're not going to quit. You're going to keep trying, keep moving forward, keep going towards something. Then no matter what, whether whether it be on a mountaintop, whether it be in the valley, whether it be in an earthquake or fire or even a still small voice, God stays. When I leave, he stays. David writes, the psalmist writes in, in, I think it's Psalms 139, verse number five. He said, thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Whether I shall flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take wings in the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. So what he's saying is no matter where I find myself, in the highest of highs or in the lowest of lows, you're going to be right there with me. You're not going to be in a place that I might not be able to see you. I might not understand what's going on. I might not have all the answers. But the bottom line and the truth and the fact of the matter is, is that he is not going to leave us. He is not going to forsake us. It's easy for me. I can reflect, and I've made mistakes in my life. I've made issues. I've had I've had missteps. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. If you are a hyphen right now and you feel isolated and you feel like you have made too many mistakes or you're in a rut and you keep making the same mistake and God just finally says, you know what, I give up on this guy or this girl. He can't make it. She can't make it. It's not possible. I'm just going to move on without him and then I'm just going to I'm going to create or do something else. I want you to know that is not true because you have a God that is faithful. You have a God that is strong and his will is strong. As in like, you think you're hard headed, try messing with him. Try telling him you can't do it and watch him push you until you can. If you think you're hard headed, You've not seen anything when it comes to God because he refuses to let me go. He refuses to let you go. He refuses. Now, there will come a time when the rapture happens, and that's a whole different conversation. But right now, as it stands where you and I sit or stand or wherever, whatever it is you find yourself doing, we're in a place that God is right there with us. 
We're in a place that God is watching out for us. We're in a place that if I look to my left and I don't see him and I look to my right and he's not there or I look forward and I can't find him or behind me, I can't see him. It doesn't mean that he's not there. It just means that I can't see him. I can't always see what he's doing. But if I see him all the time and I know exactly what he's doing all the time, where will I learn to trust? Where will I learn to figure out that he is on my side even when I don't see it? We hear, this, we hear the songs, even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. And so we have to learn and trust the fact that God will stay. In Isaiah 55, and I'll read this quickly. Isaiah 55, verse number 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And then he says something that is common that we sh- that we know a lot of us know already or have heard. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. My thinking is much greater. My ideals are much bigger. What I have planned is is, is much more complicated uh, than what you can put together in your own brain. If you had it the way you wanted it and you planned it the way that you think you wanted it, chances are you and me both would leave unhappy because we don't know from today all the way to tomorrow what's going to make us happy. Today I want a cheeseburger, but tomorrow I'm in the mood for pizza. Today, I want to wear this color suit and have these kind of shoes, but the next day, it's something different. Or maybe if you're a hunter, there's a different rifle that you want. Or maybe if you're a car or you're into automotives, there's a different truck or a different car. Or maybe it's a different dress or some shoes. Or maybe it's a different hair clipper or whatever the situation is. The fact is, you and I change from day to day. God stays the same. He is right here with me, and he is right here with you. I felt throughout the week, whenever the Lord began to talk to me about this, I talked to my own hyphen about this on Sunday, and whenever I felt the Lord talk to me about this, I felt like he was trying to grab somebody's faith and pull it out of the fire. Because a lot of times, whenever the Lord begins to talk to me, my, 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 my mindset and my heartbeat is God, like, I want to be friends with everybody. I want to make friends. But, but if I don't get to make friends, what my most, what my mind is set on is I want to make an impact. So what can I do to make an impact on the people that I'm talking to, whether it be in a podcast or whether it be in a classroom or behind a pulpit or at a restaurant, at a subway or wherever it is I find myself talking to someone that I know and can feel is searching? What can I do to impact? And in this moment and in this very time, I feel like the Lord is wanting me to share with you and talk to you and tell you and remind you he is a God that stays You are not alone. You are not going to fall here. It is not going to stay this way forever. This season will change. And while you're here, know that you are not alone. It may feel dark. It may feel heavy. But God is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's going to be with you until the end. Here's the challenge that you and I face. 
we don't have a problem seeking after God with our whole hearts when times are easy. When times are great, we're like, yes, we worship you, Lord, you're mighty, you're wonderful, you're unique, you're powerful, you're righteous, you're, you're holy. But when there's a hole in my heart, when somebody does something opposite of what I'm telling you that God does today, when somebody leaves and wounds you and I, when somebody leaves a hole, when somebody leaves and the opposite happens and the atmosphere is upside down and the galaxy is now unaligned and we're looking for answers and we're looking for the thing that's going to make everything right, that is the hardest moment to go and ask God and seek God with our whole heart. Because in order to seek God with our whole heart in that moment, we have to allow the questions to subside. We have to allow the hurt to subside. We have to allow all these things, these weights, these these things that have bound not only us physically, they make us cry and they hurt our hearts, not only these things, but mentally they have incapacitated us that we can't go towards him. And it blockades our mind from being able to reach through him and grab hope in a moment of terror or a moment of tragedy. Or, or, or we can't reach through and grab faith in a moment of disbelief or in a moment where our faith is being in the fire and it's being tried. And so we battle. So in the hardest moments of our time when somebody leaves, that is the moment that it's hardest for me to seek God with my whole heart. But I'm challenging you, and this one's a little bit heavier than what we're used to, but I'm challenging you tonight. Seek him with your whole heart. Forget about what you feel. Forget about what you see. I know that's complicated. I know it's hard. But the Bible is littered with people who have been in these very moments, locked in lion's dens or locked in prisons, innocent, all while doing the work of God, or loving or serving their brothers and sisters, or praying anyways, even though there's a ban on it, or not bowing before an idol, or whatever. And then there's a heat. The heat is on then. And we got questions now. We're like, God, where are you at? But when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego look up in the fire, there, there's one dancing with them like as the son of man. There's, there's somebody there with them. They are not alone. And the same as they stood in that place of fire, unalone, if that's the right way to say it. You are not alone. The same as Daniel laid in the lion's den. Something closed the mouth of those lions. Those lions were hungry. Those lions wanted Daniel, but something stood between Daniel and those lions and said, you can't have him because we serve a God that stays. I don't know if you found yourself in a lion's den. I don't know if you found yourself in the fire. I don't know if you found yourself like Gideon in a place of fear. I don't I don't know if you found yourself in a place of hurt or 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 shame. Maybe Simon Peter, he has now denied the Lord. He said, I'm not with him. They said, Yes, you are. He said, No, I'm not. They said, Yes, you are. And to prove to them he is not one of them, he starts cussing. Everybody's like, well, what's what's a cuss word? A cuss word. Well, he knew what to say to make it sound like he's not with him. He starts cursing. 
I tell you what, I'm not of him. I'm not with him. Would I be saying this stuff if I was with them? And he denies him. And then, and then just a few moments later, Jesus is looking at him, and he's saying, do you love me? Would you feed my sheep? Do you love me? You want to know why I'm asking you, do you love me, and will you feed my sheep? Because I'm still here. I'm not a God that's going to leave you because you fell into shame. I'm not a God that's going to leave you because you struggled with some issues. Hyphen, he is not a God that leaves. He is a God that stays. So I challenge you this evening to look around at where you are, to grab a hold of faith that is in the atmosphere that I am trying to speak into the atmosphere because I know at times things feel like they're hopeless. I know at times you and I feel we have gone too far. We can't figure this thing out or we are all alone. But I am I am speaking faith. I am speaking power. I am speaking this is what I'm really speaking. I'm speaking truth because I'm telling you the truth. God is right there beside you. He is right there with you. He is not going to let you fail and stay there. He is not going to let you lose in this battle. He's brought you too far. He's done too much. He's not going to allow the adversary to assassinate you. He is going to help you fulfill your purpose. Stand up and swing again. Stand up and fight again because God is with you. God is with you. He is a God that stays I want you to remember that for the rest of this week. Whenever you hear this podcast, I'm going to drop another one this week because I'm a week behind because of my sickness after general conference. But I want you to be reminded, he's a God that stays. Friends might leave. Church, even church people might hurt you. Things might happen. But when we are able to seek God with our whole heart, put everything else aside, He's a God that stays. Seek him with your whole heart. The Bible says that you'll find him. And I don't know whose report you believe, but I believe the report of the Lord. He's never failed me. He's never left me. And I don't believe he's going to leave you either. God bless you, friends, hyphen, people who are not hyphen, everybody that's listening. I pray that this impacts your life. Grab a hold of this thing. Believe it. We're going to be victorious. The church is leaving triumphant. So stand up. Square your shoulders and believe only because there's a miracle headed your way. He is a God that stays. I love you. I hope to see you soon. God bless.